0: Brooklyn's Radio Surrey News Review for Friday the 17th of February. I'm Graham Laycock taking a look at this week's stories in Surrey from the Surrey Advertiser and Surrey Live. First, a look at this week's headlines. Surrey County Council ordered to pay family £7,400 for special needs education failure, unacceptable risks at Ashford Railway level crossing, and concerns over Hershen Shops redevelopment. Surrey County Council has been ordered to apologise and pay a family £7,400 after failing a young boy with special educational needs. The local government and social care ombudsman published the findings of his investigation on February sixteenth. It found Surrey County Council failed to provide the boy with his full entitlement of education and therapy for 18 months and find the local authority due to the frustration, distress and lost education it caused. The boy's mother raised the complaint in June 2021. As part of his education, health and care plan, the boy should receive 15 hours of tutoring a week, along with speech, language and occupational therapy. Between September 2020 and January 2021, he received just four hours a week. This rose to six hours a week from February 2021. In April 2021, a Special Needs Educational Needs and Disability Tribunal ordered the Council to increase this to 25 hours per week, including weekly therapeutic provision and animal therapy. Full speech and language therapy did not begin until September 2021. Animal therapy, despite the mother alerting the Council that sessions had not started in May twenty one, did not begin until March 2022 as the council did not follow up her complaints, the ombudsman found. In December 2021, the boy's relationship with his occupational therapist was said to have broken down, but Surrey County Council did not put in an alternative until March 22. Michael King, a local government and social care ombudsman, said councils cannot delegate their duties to ensure provision laid out in young persons' plans are delivered. After councils issue these plans, we expect them to ensure that the provision included is in place, and if it is not, it should act to secure it without delay. In this case, the boy missed out on a significant amount of tuition and therapies for a prolonged period, despite a previous investigation bias, which found the son didn't get education between 2018 and 2020. It is disappointing that the council didn't learn from the issues raised in my first investigation." Mr. King he said he had further concerns over the way Surrey County Council dealt with the mother's complaints, which at one stage took 11 months to handle. He added the council has accepted my recommendations to improve its processes and I hope the better oversight this will bring will ensure other children and young people in Surrey do not miss out on the education and therapy they are entitled to in the same way. Surrey County Council now has three months to consider the report and confirm its actions. A spokesperson for the County Council said Surrey County Council takes the findings very seriously and apologises for any distress the family experienced and has agreed to take action, which the Ombudsman regards as providing a satisfactory remedy for the complaint. Copies of the report will be available for public inspection during normal office hours at the quadrant in Woking. An 85 year old woman was killed by a train travelling at more than 60 miles per hour after using a crossing with unacceptable risks, an investigation has found. A report published by the Railway Accident Investigation Branch on Tuesday found there was little evidence Network Rail had considered other options at the Lady Haworth footpath and bridleway while waiting for Mincha stoplights to be installed. The report also looked into the circumstances surrounding the woman's death on april twenty first, twenty twenty two. The pedestrian from Hampton in southwest London was walking with the dog and a wheeled trolley and started walking over the crossing near Ashdad after a train had passed. But the investigation found she was unaware of a second train approaching in the other direction, as the front of it was obscured by the first train. Upon seeing the pedestrian, the driver blasted their horn and the woman attempted to hurry over to the other side. She was unable to get clear and was struck at 62 miles an hour and instantly killed. The woman, who had good vision, using glasses and good mobility, sustained injuries which were immediately fatal. In their report, the RAIB said the probable factor behind the incident was Network Rail, who owned and maintained the area at the location of the incident and the lack of measures to reduce the risk at the crossing despite the company deeming it unacceptable in the past. The latest narrative risk assessment for Lady Howard Crossing undertaken before the accident, dated October 2021, expressed concerns about vulnerable users and frequent misuse, the report states. The RAIB has recommended Network Rail address the risk of pedestrians arising from this type of crossing when a second train is coming. They also asked for appropriate action to be taken at the crossing, waiting for the long-term solutions. The report does acknowledge that Network Rail has already taken action in the aftermath of the incident. This included giving a presentation to residents on level crossing safety, putting up posters warning people of obstructed views from trains, and hopes to install miniature stoplights in February 2024. Network Rail spokesman Chris Denham said, Our thoughts are with the family and friends of the person who lost their life at our crossing. Any death on the railway is a tragedy, and we are always trying to make our crossings safer. In this case, we will be installing warning lights at the foot crossing next year, and in the meantime we have placed further warning signs at the crossing, alerting users to the risk of further trains coming when one has just passed. and we work closely with the RAIB on their report and we accept their findings. A Surrey Waitrose store faces a high chance of not returning if plans to redevelop Hersham Green Shopping Centre go ahead, a councillor has claimed. Developers have consulted the public on plans to turn the site into a mix of more than 200 new homes with shops and new public squares, and it says it will include an improved Waitrose store. But Councillor Chester Chandler said plans could lead to the permanent loss of the supermarket. The Umbridge Borough Councillor said residents need to be make sure their voices are heard by developers regarding what they want for the site. He said, we need high streets, we don't need high rises. Hersham doesn't have a high street as such, but it does have a great community with lots of small local shops and waitrose, and we need affordable housing. Initial plans for the developer include retail space, including for smaller independent shops and improved waitrose, with 110 basement car parking spaces and 10 more at ground level, as well as 211 homes. Of the plans, Councillor Chandler said it's taking away shops that we've been here for many years and lots of them are run by local people. It's also potentially taking away the waitrose, although we're being told it's only a temporary thing. There's a high chance that once it's gone, it won't come back. He said the car park at the site was used not just by shoppers, but also as a safe dropping off point for local families taking their children to nearby Burhill Primary School and others. The possible development, a partnership between Quadrant Repurpose and La Salle, was the subject of two consultation events in September and October, and would have to go through the full planning application process at the Borough Council. In what he said was a unique community, Councillor Chandler said it was important for residents to give their views, since developers didn't necessarily have the local knowledge needed. He said, we want a de- development that can be proud of. We don't want some sort of cookie-cutter, cu- copy-and-paste thing that would be anywhere and doesn't add to the community. Councillor Chandler added, It's so important for local people to speak up and to work with the local council and for us together to work with the developers so that we can find a middle ground that's going to tick as many boxes as possible. A notorious Surrey rail bridge, recently named as among the most hit in the United Kingdom, has been struck by a lorry again. Thames Street in Staines have been left blocked in both directions throughout most of the morning of Thursday the 16th of February. A hard-staffed barrier's lorry was stuck underneath the bridge after a side-loader it was carrying struck the wall. The yellow vehicle can be seen dangling off the carrier with its front wheels touching the pavement. Trains had to be slowed down over the bridge so rail workers could make sure the track was aligned. The lorry was the right height to pass under the bridge, but the load on it wasn't. Trains resumed normal service just after 9 o'clock, with minor it-delays. The Thames Street Bridge was named by Network Rail in 2021 amongst the most hit in Britain with 10 strikes between the 1st of April 2020 and the 31st of March 2021. At the time, the rail operator said the average cost is around £13,000 per strike and that the railway bridge collisions cost the UK taxpayer around £23 million a year. In 2021, Nigel Rowe of Riverside Residence Coalition said I knew the Thames Bridge, Street Bridge got hit a lot, but I didn't realise it was a Britain's top, probably not a proud boast. The only other comment we'll make on bridges in Staines is that all three at Thames Street, the Iron Bridge and Staines Bridge are obviously debilitating and unaffordable to fix pinch points severely and permanently constraining access to the town. Har-off Barriers recently provided safety barriers for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding at Windsor Castle in 2018, as well as at primary schools during the coronavirus. Two Surrey police officers needed hospital treatment after being assaulted when they pulled over a van. Police stopped the vehicle on Hurst Road in East Mosey on suspicion of the occupants were drinking. One of the people inside the van became aggressive and non-compliant. Members of the public called 999 to report the incident, which took place around 5.28pm on Tuesday the 14th of February. One man was arrested on suspicion of assaulting an emergency worker, suspected drink driving. A second was arrested for obstructing police. Inspector Bert Dean, Borough Commander for Elmbridge, said this is a shocking attack against two officers on duty trying to protect the community. We are aware that they were multiple witnesses and we are urging anyone with any information or footage to get in touch with us. Our officers go to work every day unaware of the dangers they may face and it is despicable that events such as these should take place. We are pleased to confirm that the officers sustained minor injuries but it could have been a lot worse. So if you witness the attack to have any other information to contact Surrey Police on the non-emergency number 101 or if you wish to give your information anonymously then there's the independent charity Crime Stoppers on 0800 555 one. Epsom councillors have approved a £25,000 budget to begin looking into relocating the council's offices. The Borough Council's current headquarters in the parade was described as long past its sell-by date as the authority looks into alternative premises in East Street. The downsizing move will be assessed by officers in the first instance with a report due to come back to council on the most unique opportunity but not all councillors were positive about the thought of leaving the current town hall with Councillor Liz Frost saying she was very attached to it it had character and was a focal point in the town. She told the meeting, however, I accept that with the coming changes in legislation and climate change challenges, upgrading it to a suitable standard for now and the future could be prohibitively expensive. Councillor Kate Chin had earlier in the meeting called on the council to sell its current premises to allow the site to be developed for much needed homes in the borough. She described the building as past its sell by date and tatty with most staff hybrid working. Councillor Phil Neal said that he saw the possible move as an upsizing in terms of the flexibility of the space available in the building at 70 East Street. The building is currently empty after the previous tenant surrendered its lease early, though a meeting document showed that it could and would be compensated for lost future rental income until August 2024. An officer's report said this represents the almost unique opportunity as the building is not only of a potential suitable size with close proximity to the town centre, but also the opportunity can be assessed while the building remains income-producing. Campaigners living on a dangerous road in Walton-on-Thames say people could die unless measures are taken to slow down cars on their road. Residents living on Cottermore Lane have launched a petition to get Surrey County Council to take action to stop the issues on their road, where they say drivers regularly break the 30-mile-an-hour speed limit. Luke Story is head of Cotmore Lane Road Safety Campaign and thinks drivers regularly speed there because there was a lack of deterrence. Mr Story said there had already been multiple casualties on the road, which he says people used to avoid other streets with speed bumps, and this would continue unless the council listened to them. We have evidence dating back as far as 1988 that the road was supposed to be reviewed, he said. There have been a number of casualties on the road, not all of those get reported, but there have been life-changing injuries as a result of incidents that have occurred on the road. I'm not saying Cottomore Lane is the number one priority, but there is a problem that has been ignored here and the best part of a quarter of a century. There are other through roads that funnel speeders down Cottomore Lane. From the comments we've received and the concerns raised in the past, many people have said it's only a matter of time before someone is seriously injured or worse on the road. I strongly believe that we may save at least one person's life by adding speed deterrents on Cottonmore Lane. A Surrey County Council spokesperson said, We've undertaken speed surveys on Cottermore Lane and will continue to closely monitor the situation, but there are currently no plans to introduce speed management measures. However, we will be considering the petition and officers will respond in due course. Roads will be narrowed, on-street parking removed and additional cycleways installed to make Hawley High Street less car-dominant, should plans to regenerate the town centre go ahead. The latest public consultation is underway for the redevelopment of the town centre, with Rygate and Banston Council working with Surrey County Council and Network Rail to develop designs for High Street, the subway and the central car park. It comes on the back of feedback gathered from residents, businesses, and visitors last year and includes moves to restrict speeds to 20 miles an hour, as creating no overtaking zones for cars and bicycles. The road will be narrowed to 3.2 metres and on street parking removed, while the high street between Albert Road and Consort Way East will be made one way and a separate cycle lane created to allow bikes to go against the flow of traffic. According to the Borough Council, the design creates an attractive, greener and safer town centre that reduces the dominance of the car and provides more space for people to enjoy. The key to this, the Council said, is the introduction of a one-way system along part of the high street with a dedicated lane that will form part of the 150km National Cycle Route linking Greenwich in London with the south coast. The council has also prepared a new drainage design for the subway and Network Rail has appointed a contractor to work expected to begin in the spring. The council said the principle of opening the subway entrance to create a more welcoming place has been agreed and the work will be carried out together with the high street if possible. Details of the subway refurbishment will continue to be developed and shared with the public in the spring, the council said. A display of the plans is in Hawley Library until the 13th of March. And that completes our look at stories in Surrey this week. This has been Brooklyn's Radio Surrey News Review with Graham Laycock and you can hear the Surrey News Review every Friday at 1pm and 7pm on Brooklyn's Radio and you can keep up to date with the Surrey Advertiser and at Surrey Live. Radio.